Yes, it is Monday, February 5th. My name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Stefania Bell and Mike Clay. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. Guys, it is Super Bowl week. Just a round of applause. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting for that. that. Now week. we can start. Now we, now we can start it. the show. Guys, this is Super Bowl week, the last football game that we have for the entire season. What's going on? I just realized he's on your shirt. Andy Andrew Reed. Andy Reid, this is from his Eagles days. Yeah. Time's yours. That's his, that's his, I, I'm, his I mean, famous here phrase. I thought it was going to be. You just recognize that now. Me right and before. My team. Well, look, I almost <laughs> I thought about a chief shirt. I mean, and I decided to scale back because you would be here and go just go with an Andy Reid shirt just to support Andy. So yes. uh, I know Eagles coach Daniel is not wearing his one pride. He could have. I could have. What's but under he that didn't. sweatshirt, sir? What's under what's under there? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's a band nope. shirt. I got Can't a show. I got a crappy band shirt that you don't know of underneath there. So uh Wow, yeah. I thought well, you guys were gonna be all in Stephania, and support your co host. I am all week. in. For what it's worth, I am all in on the 49ers. I think that I I'm rooting for them. They're the team that I want to win the Super Bowl, in part because as a Lions fan, I want to lose to the best, which means yes. you lose to the team that beat you. So I am rooting for you, just so you know I am all in on being a 49ers fan. Okay. I do not speak for Mike Clay. No. But I think you can safely say, I got no problem with you voting or being a fan uh, of Andy Reid. You're going to just keep, there's the thing. that. After all last off season, all the complaining by the players Ooh. and the Niners fans about the Eagles and they didn't deserve to be there and the injury this and Purdy that. And then they almost lost to the Packers. And I was like, oh, what happened this year? And then they came back and win. But then and then they were that. losing to the Lions. And it was like, oh, what's oh, the excuse this year? Oh, then, then they come back and that. win. Yeah. So I, I don't know. All well, they do is win, win, win. I think, we should make our, <laughs> I think we should make our picks at the end of the show. Yes, I'm with you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all well, right. Should be a good game, though. Let me ask you this question really quickly. Stefania, as a 49ers fan, as our resident 49ers fan, when you look at this, just Stefania Bell's thoughts on how the 49ers can beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. On Sunday. What do you guys need to do? Well, here's what I would like to see happen. All right. I think it can it can happen in a variety of ways. What I would like to see happen is I would like the 49ers to get off to a good start. No more of this come from behind business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that that's our strength. Nope. It was great that they were able to do it. So sorry against your Lions, but that's not our position of strength. Agreed. We like it. Kyle Shannon has that scripted first series. Mm-hmm. When they have come out... Other than the game I attended on Christmas night against the Ravens when they came out and put together a great drive down the field and then it didn't go so well after Mm -hmm. that, I think if they can come out and have a strong drive that takes up time and score, they're going to be in the driver's seat for the rest of the game. And I think the defense, we've all heard, I'm sure you guys have heard this week, all the chatter about Mm -hmm. the defense and looking back at the film and some of the plays where they weren't playing 100% or assuming somebody else was going to make a tackle, no names mentioned, uh, that will change and it will, it had better change, right? This is the biggest game of the year, but I think that's not going to happen twice, especially when you have John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Fred Warner, everybody on your defense, the whole team talking about it, Nick Bosa, that's not happening again. So I think the defense has to swarm. They have to tackle better. And I think if they play like that, look, Kansas City's defense, the corners especially worry me. That's where I think that's, that to me is the biggest worry. Do we I get think- a shadow? Do we get a luxurious sneak shadow here? I think he will shadow Brandon Ayuk. That would be my guess, especially because Debo. We Just know Debo so bounces much. around, and yeah. he was actually in the slot more last yeah. week than he's been most of the season. So I do think we'll have, yeah. But but if Debo's in the slot, he's going to be on Trent McDuffie anyway. So it's a tough matchup. Yeah, it, it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, this is no. going to be. I think this is going to be a tough game. I predicted a close game. We had to do our predictions for ESPN, and I mm-hmm. I think it I think it's very close, but. Let me tell you this. Fred Warner was there the last time. George Kittle was there the last time. You know what they were when they played the Chiefs in Miami? They were ahead. Yeah. And you know what they did? They lost. Yeah. And so they 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 will not get comfortable. They will not get complacent. I feel like we start strong and they're going to play all the way through. And that's really, at the end of the day, all I ask for. But I would love, love, love nothing more than to be able to silence the Brock Purdy critics. I mean, I think that for me is my wish for him going into the off season because I think he's done nothing short of exceed every expectation. Mm-hmm. If there were none oh, when yeah. he got drafted, of but course. then also coming off 
his torn UCL that he had repaired when people were wondering if he would even have the strength to make the throws down the field during the regular season. He put all of that to rest and yet he still got the critics all over the place. So I I would really love for him to, to be able to lead this team to a victory and just have everybody go quiet. I'm I'm fine with that. We could silence the Purdy critics. I just don't want you to silence the Eagles fans. So that's why (laughs) I don't know if I could cheer for the 49ers in this one, but I will say this. I think, Full body of work this season. Niners clearly the better team here. Maybe the best team in the league. I agree. Maybe Baltimore. But uh, Kansas City's just peaking at the right time. That's what makes this interesting. But I'll tell you what. The last time something like this happened, when the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, I mean, they were better throughout the whole season. But the better team from week one to the Super Bowl was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that year. And no one wanted to pick the Bucs because the, the Chiefs were the hot team and they had Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And the Bucs won that game. So sometimes just being the overall better team, the overall better work, uh, body of work matters. So I feel like it would be just as such... I mean, if you're Kyle Shanahan, who's been you know the bridesmaid but never the bride, and oh, it's yeah. so close so many times, yep. and he and John Lynch have worked together with the support of the organization, and I think they've... They've just been so close for so long. I feel like they've earned this opportunity to just finally win it all. And Mm -hmm. I think it's big relief for everyone because there's so much pressure and to come so close every year we have the conversation. How many times can you come that close and non not win it all? So uh, I, I really, my hope is for all of them to just be able to enjoy that victory at the end. You know, Chiefs have had it. They've had a lot of them. Like, yeah. not, no one's going to be... 49ers have had their fair share of victories in the Super Bowl as well, Stefania. Yeah, but not recently. Because you know who's been to them? Me. When the Ravens beat them in New Orleans, <laughs> when the Chiefs beat them in Miami. And you know what? Um, you ready for one to go your way? I'm ready for one to go. By That's the way, I do, have a, I do have a couple bucks on this game. Oh, So uh, preseason bet. I took the Dolphins. My daughter Casey took the Chiefs. If I if uh, the Chiefs win, I owe her five bucks. If the Dolphins would have won, she would have owed me five hugs. So, I mean, this is a big no one for hugs. me. Big okay. I don't get any hugs. I don't get any hugs, but I could still. I'm still have five bucks up for grabs. Yeah. So. Really quickly, just so that we're not accused of only being a 49ers podcast. Mike on the other side of the ball. This is one of those things where the Chiefs. I don't want to say that they didn't look good all year, but they didn't look like we had expected all mm-hmm. season long. Right. Nope. This has recently been the. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey kind of refining each other over the last couple of games. Plus, you still have Rasheed Rice, who had an awesome rookie season. And Isaiah Pacheco was running his butt off out there every mm-hmm. single time you see him. So when you look at the Chiefs, what do you think they need to do in order to be able to beat the 49ers? I think you just have to hope the Niners play like they have the last couple of weeks early on because they've Agreed. just underperformed. And the other teams were able to get Green Bay, of course, and Detroit both had that game, those games in hand. And they just couldn't finish it off. So Purdy makes a couple of mistakes early on, like he did against your Lions and like he did against the Packers. You got to catch the ball, intercept the football and run it into the end zone. <laughs> if they don't do that, then it's just not going to happen for him because the Niners are too good. They're not going to beat him for 60 minutes. So that was my big prop for this week was yeah. taking a Brock Purdy over half of an interception only because... I feel like when you looked at that Packers game, he first off, he had 10 off-target throws. Most he had had mm-hmm. all season long. It looked like he had some problems yeah. there, and there should have been some interceptions. And then against the Lions, he also had seven throws off-target, third most he's had all season, which is not what you want. They had that Malcolm Rodriguez interception, and don't even get me started on the Kendall Vildor. That should have been an interception. <laughs> but Brock Purdy has unfortunately left some plays out on the field. So if the Chiefs can get to him, force some turnovers. I think that's how you're really going to see the I Chiefs agree. be able to take advantage of them. So I, Yeah, I agree. That's that's what makes me nervous about picking the Niners in this game. Is is Purdy going to play how he did most of the season? Or is it going to be these interceptable... Interceptable? There it is. Yep. Passes. <laughs> Passes, yeah. That we've seen really predominantly over the last couple of weeks. Couple it's weeks. been a problem, yeah. Yep. We'll All see. Right. We're going to pick the game at yeah. the end. I'm going to save it. going to let everybody sit in it. We will pick yeah. the game at the we end wonder. of the show. I'm sure everybody wonders No one knows where, where you're going, going to find you. No one knows. <laughs> All right. Hey, just like last week, though, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to dive into a big snake draft at the wide receiver position. Stefania and I did running backs last week looking at a way too early 2024 How did that rankings. come out? I think um, I you think probably I won. You I think probably I won. Yeah, we sure. don't need to go back and look at that one again. I think That's we just, should. Yeah. I think I think I think at the end of the podcast, I was leaving. We'll like see if we can find it. Yeah, I don't know if we have enough time. We'll, we'll check it a year from now. It. See what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Pick a winner. Whatever. These are way too early <laughs> drafts. Yeah, it's just for fun. This is an excuse just yeah. to talk about the players, work Way through some early. names, yep. top 30. We're going to try to get the 30 here. So, As a reminder, fun. we still have the draft. You still have free agency. You have mm. coaches that have changed places. I you have offensive coordinators. To goodness, 
It is. I need one of those sheets they have on like uh, Law and Order or like those wall things where you're like, this one moved over here and uh-huh. this peg to this one went over here because it's so hard to keep track of where everybody is now. That's mm-hmm. why this is a way too early exercise that we're not going to hold anybody to. It's just fun being able to talk about how we feel like some of these players ended up. Okay. I Wait, am, are you talking about coaches? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about coaches, see? coordinators. See, she has me blocked on Twitter. That's what it I is. I knew it. Yeah. Wait, what? I, like every day I post an updated sheet where oh, everyone no, is. No, no, no. Here. He's just, just... I love your, I love what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. My eyesight doesn't love it. I can't. <laughs> what, Come like, on. That one, that one is some big font. The font is like, I need to, the, my magnifying glass. That one is too. Oh, uh, that's right. so good. Can All you right. print the extra, the, what, what did they call that? The, the readers? Cheat sheet for seniors or yes. something we need? Like a, is that what we're doing here? I think the font's just big enough for that one. The free agency one is little. Because how, how are you going to fit all the names on there? There's a lot. But the coaching one, it's come not. on, Stefania. No. Come on. All right. Let's dive anyway. into this. We're going to do, each one of us is going to pick a wide receiver. We got 10 rounds. Three picks per round. We're going to start with Stefania. You probably won't want to write it down. Again, way too early conversation no. around our top 2024 wide receivers. I'm likely not going to pick a rookie. Mike, are you going to pick a rookie in this one? You keep sticking uh, with the I'm guys. Not, not yet. I And you'll see why. Because as we get to 20 through 30, you're going to be like, there's still some star players on this list. So yep. not necessarily. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. would be the obvious name. You can make a case for him top 30. We might rank him top 30 uh, after the draft. Could be Once a good landing spot. But yep. um, I don't know that I'm going to pick him here. We'll see how the, the draft goes. All right. So without further ado, Stefania Bell in the way too early 2024 wide receiver draft for the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. The Bellettes choose Jawan Jett. <laughs> How'd you know? Um, I think I'm going to... So I'm, I have a disclaimer okay. before I make my first All pick, right. which is that when I was looking... I actually did prep for the show, believe it or not. Uh, when I was looking at all the receivers... Every, when I was looking at the top guys where I would be like one, two, three, mm-hmm. I have questions. Yeah. I have questions about the health of a quarterback in one particular team who's coming sure. off of season ending mm-hmm. surgery. Sure. I have a question about the health of a player and who, who's going to even be his quarterback for another question. of the top mm-hmm. three. Yep. And so even though this is just for fun and we don't really know the answer to all those questions, I could not pick them as my number one pick, knowing that I have major question marks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, where do I know the quarterback and the receiver are still going to be the same and probably execute pretty much the same offense? In the D. C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He becomes my number one. I like it. Yeah, it's tough That's to my number one right that because of the, the fact that everything that you just lined up, right? They've got the quarterback coming back. When we look, talk about some of these other wide receivers, like you just mentioned, there'll be a few things that we could talk about there. But this season was unbelievable, Mike. Is there a reason why this would change going into 2024? Would they become more run heavy or more balanced? Or mm-hmm. does it feel like, in all honesty, like outside of CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks is a far and away number two. He's not like a 1B in this offense. I don't think so. I think it took a month to, to get going, and then Just it was all... Yeah, I imagine his numbers. Look, he had 135 He's catches. He up as wide receiver one? He was number one, yeah. Which well, is crazy over, because yeah. it took a month. To get going, like he had to go have a conversation exactly, yeah. about being upset that he wasn't you getting targeted. On, you see it on the screen if you're watching, almost 1,750 yards, 14 touchdowns, Oof. 130 he also had, catches. By the way, 20 end zone targets, second most a wide receiver, was busy near the goal line, wow. in between the 20s, you name it, huge target share. Uh, we were waiting for CD to get to this next level, and he did that uh, this past season. So I'm with you. And part of that is the concerns with Jefferson. Not super worried about the injury now. I mean, he was back playing, right? And playing yeah, at no, a high not level, him, but, but like the quarterback the position quarterback, is yeah. the question, He's right? the one, he's the one in case you That's didn't understand my code. My yep. code was the injury I was worried about is in, uh, in Cincinnati. Right. But in, oh, gotcha, in, gotcha. in yep. Minnesota, I was more worried about, uh, is who's going to be, Correct. is his yep. quarterback returning to him? Okay. So I'm, I'm with you. I would have taken lamb first. So nice. All right. I as well would have taken Lamb first. I'm really just trying to, to get Mike's vote for the Niners in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'm doing great, just like the, <laughs> the marathon. Uh, I have the second pick in our wide receiver draft, guys. I'm going to make this pretty easy. I am going to go with Justin Jefferson okay. because I still think that he's fantastic, regardless of who he has under center. Ideally, hopefully we get a deal done with Kirk Cousins and you just keep that train rolling. But he has been so good. And he's still so young. There's not a lot that when I look at this situation, whatever quarterback they bring into this offense, their game plan is still going to be get the ball to that guy. Mm -hmm. And that's still Justin Jefferson. So I'm going to take him number two. I don't think that there's a whole lot else I need to say. 
Yeah, I'm with you. It was third. If you look at his full games, it was third in fantasy points per game this season. So he was still outstanding. And that was with Kirk Cousins missing. Kirk Cousins and the season. And yeah. uh, third pick then. This kind of makes it easy for me. We go Lamb, Jefferson. I'm going Tyree Kill with the next pick. This guy was fantastic like this past season. Second on a points per game. Uh, basis had a 33% target share. That was a career high. So they just found new ways to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. Led the position in receiving yards, touchdown receptions, and he missed a game. So just the fact that he put up these huge numbers of almost 1800 yards, missing a game and basically half of another, uh, half of another one was terrific. Super efficient has led receivers and yards per route run each of the last two seasons. Wow. Uh, he is just year after he's had such a high floor. He's basically money to be top 10, but he's really shown his high ceiling as of late. Question for you, because I think it's going to be a topic going into the season. People are going to talk about the age mm-hmm. of Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. 28, 29. How old is he going to be for this? Yeah, season? he's going, I think, 29 going on 30. Yeah, yeah, I, he's think, in that yeah range, I think yeah. he's hitting 30. Or I thought he was yeah. hitting 30, but that's sort of perceived as, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the I don't risk. think that's not an, an area I'm worried about yet. Well, yeah, he, there's no signal that he's lost a step. Correct. Right. That's so a, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. But I, I'm just saying this is what people will say sure. is, but he's shown like he's still putting up the fastest GPS numbers. He's still. Mm-hmm. And remember, they have a speed team in Miami. They're oh, having yeah. speed contests all the time. When I go to training camp, they have all these little side things going where they're competing during camp to see who's the fastest. He's still winning all the time against everybody who's younger than him. There's nothing to suggest he's lost a step. I kind of wonder if the strategy with Miami based on the last two seasons is like draft a bunch of dolphins, move them up your board. And then after like week four, week five, tr- trade them. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause we're seeing Tua re- Tua really fell off again. Second year in a row. Yes, he did. Remember two years ago, he had the injury, the injuries mm-hmm. on and off, but he didn't win. He, he started off with eight. No. And then didn't win again. The, the rest of the year, something like that. I mean, he really fell off as it got colder and maybe that's the strategy with Miami. Yeah. I think there might be something to that. It's kind of interesting. I'll it's, say it may this depend too. on their schedule. That I, and their schedule yeah. which is going to tell us a lot. I like what I've seen out of Tyreek. The last two years, though, it's just kind of it's funny the way that it's worked out this way. From Tua, 170 targets two years ago, 171 this year, mm-hmm. 119 <laughs> catches each of the last two seasons, and over 1,700 receiving yards in both seasons with Tua. Mm-hmm. The idea that he had 13 touchdowns this year was just unbelievable. But regardless, the idea that in back-to-back years, basically 120 receptions and 1,700 receiving yards, that's unbelievable. He will be 30, turns 30 in March. So yeah. going into the season, yeah. he will be 30 years old. We'll wait and see how much that moves down uh, Tyreek. And, and you, can, you can make a case for him number one overall, but that, you know, the age thing kind of breaks the tie a sure. little bit there for me, not to mention the late season fall off for that yeah. offense. Yeah. All right, Stefania, you're back on the clock. Oh, Mike, actually, it's a snake. Oh, it's me. Yeah, we're, we're, we're snaking this we're one. Snaking. So this makes it easy because uh, I'll mention the guy you mentioned earlier, Stefania. Jamar Chase is going to be who I'm going to go with here. So like good it. start. Tyreek and Jamar Chase. 16 games for Chase. It felt like just a, with Burrow out and Chase kind of beat up. It felt like he missed more time, but he was active for 16 games at 100 catches over 1200 yards and seven touchdowns. Nine full games with Joe Burrow. I looked at those just in nine full games with Burrow. 20.1 fantasy points per game. That would have ranked sixth at wide receiver for the season. So it felt like a down year, but overall, and it was, but overall he was still uh, delivering as a mid range wide receiver one. That 20.1 per game was down from 20.2 the year before that shows you that he was still playing at a high High level uh, with Joe Burrow top five in, in fantasy points per game the prior two seasons as well. I fully expect him in his prime. We're not worried about age with him. He's in his mid twenties. Chase is set up beautifully for a bounce back season. Now, don't they the- have um, is T Higgins contract free agent? Free yep. agent I mean, and um, who, who else? Uh, Tyler Boyd's Tyler back. Boyd uh, is back. Yeah, we'll see what they do at tight end. I could see them addressing that. Joe Mixon's still under contract, but Andre, yes, yes, still there. Dynasty Rinsen. stash. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But you were worried Here's a little bit about the Joe Burrow conversation, right? I am. A, I am and I don't want to be. I, I want, look, there's nothing to suggest that there's anything off, but I just don't think people realize that uh, scaphoid, the ligament reconstruction is a big deal. And that's what he had. And it's not a common injury. And we haven't seen it in a quarterback of his caliber. We haven't seen it. So we don't know, you know, and your wrist is kind of important as a quarterback. quarterback, So (laughs) um, the key for him is that there, you know, you need stability after an injury like this. That's why you do the surgery to restore stability. But then the risk is scar tissue Mm -hmm. and you can't have 
such scarring that it changes the amount of mobility that you have available at your wrist. So it's providing the stability, which I have no doubt that's not going to be a problem. The question is, will it affect his release in any sort of way? Uh, will he be able to get the mobility back so he's throwing exactly how he was? Those things can take time. And until you're playing in game situations, it may be a question of him working through that uh, to get back to where he was before. And what does that translate to when we're starting to see the Bengals play? That yeah. that That is my concern. Okay. Um, it has nothing to do with Jamar Chase, who obviously is a phenomenal talent. And we'll learn so much throughout the offseason. Hopefully uh, we see some good we'll things. Ta- I'm, like I'm yeah. sending you up actually for all the storylines that are going to be hitting me mm, when we come. It just felt like everything went wrong. He had a hundred catches. That's a down year for Jamar Chase. A hundred right. catches. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on that. All right, Stefania, you're on the clock in the second round of the Fantasy Focus Wide Receiver. Wait, isn't it you? Oh, we're coming wait, back to you. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, that's we're on me. We're going this way. We're, yeah, it's not yeah. the way that this works. Okay. I know, because we're not set up. This makes you pass. I know, pass I'm this not one. passing. <laughs> because I started to try to figure out who am I going to take because I was worried Stefania was going to take my Come on, this is an easy one. I know it. I knew it. I thought about him over Chase. Yeah. Honestly, it's so easy with the way that he is utilized in this Lions offense. Again, a top five, a top five offense with Jared Goff under center. Amon Ross. St. Brown is locked in as the de facto number one, even with Sam Laporta coming on as a rookie and him being heavily involved there. It's obvious that Amon Ross St. Brown is the safety valve. And I like him being able to get a little bit of touchdown work this year. I want to see a little bit more. I want to yes. be able to get him in the end zone, but he gets so much targets, so many targets. He has a huge target share uh, and is a major part of this offense going forward. That's not going to change. Yeah. 14 career end zone targets. I'd like to see more work in the goal up. line for him, but that just tells me that there's more meat on the bone for Amon Ross St. So Brown. he had 10 touchdowns yeah. without... And he had six end zone targets, which was 44th at wide receiver. There's so he's making... There. Yeah, there absolutely is. Uh, I was laughing yesterday. I was watching the, the Pro Bowl. And he... It, like, Amon Ross, he would have nine for 100 and like... I was two just going to say I was like, it that. just... It, it's a Pro Bowl. He's still on the same <laughs> stat line. He still has the same stat line. But also, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to reference a Pro Bowl. I wondered if you guys had watched because what impressed me was how hard he was playing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was... Yeah. Not everybody is going... Oh, they, yeah. they were all pretty into it. I think the flag football is a great idea. I love how it's playing out. But he was so psyched. He was celebrating He's after... You know, he was so pumped. And I was like, this is great to see. Like, volume-wise, too. Yep. Has caught over 70% of his targets. 73.3% of his targets in his career. Most in the NFL. That's a, I that's mean, legit. such attention to detail. He had a random drop... It, as we know, yeah, uh, what, what, ga- what game that was, it doesn't happen very often. So hard on himself. Like, I just think he's one of the most talented receivers at being consistent yep. despite the volume. I mean, you get thrown the ball more, it's more opportunity more for you to drop you to it. Make mistakes and yeah, he does not. I love him. Yeah, and just, I wish yeah. I was drafting him in my life. Yeah. Just kind of being used a little like Keenan Allen, which isn't a problem. Nope. You know, he could have another decade of great fantasy production, but we would like to see a little bit more uses near the goal line it just helps it's just going to help him sustain this production long term absolutely but a great pick i love it all right i went back to back nfc north wide receivers with jay jet and amon ross st brown stefania where are you going with your second pick uh, it pains me it pains me. oh it. you're doing it's a ram it's <laughs> yeah. a ram how do you know you know demarcus <laughs> robinson somebody? i thought it was gonna be an eagle but okay <laughs> no no if i'm picking somebody in the nfc west you know it's it pains me, but I, I just love this kid. I love him so much. He was yep. such a revelation this year, and that's Puka Nakua, mm-hmm. who so just, by the way, saw him out at the Pro Bowl yesterday. This kid, what registered to me the most was his absolute toughness, and that no matter how much he got banged up, mm-hmm. he was still making plays. Yep. Like, And that created a trust level for Matthew Stafford with him that – you know, it's interesting with Cooper Cup being injured to start the season, Matthew Stafford was forced out of that relationship yeah. uh, to start trusting a little more. And, and he was going to find the guy he trusted most. And that was Puka Nakua, who then he continued to go to even after Cooper Cup came back. So um, wide receiver four last season overall. Mm-hmm. Isn't that that's and speaking of meat on the bone, look at that touchdown number six. There's room for growth there. When Definitely. you see that sort of volume, and, and he and he averaged 14.2 yards per catch, so you would expect more touchdowns. He only had six on the season. Should if if he sees similar volume next season, nine, ten touchdowns certainly uh, on the on the table for Nakua. By the way, uh, went 12 full games with Cooper Cup. He had a higher target share, more catches, way more yards. 
one less touchdown, but more fantasy points per game. It was 12th in fantasy points per game with Cooper Cup in the mix there. So all good things for Nakua. It's also his build. I mean, we I just talked about his toughness and his ability to play despite being banged up and injured. And part of that is because he is big. He's tough to bring down. Mm-hmm. Led all wide receivers in yards after contact with 247. He is not... He's not a catch and go to the ground kind of guy. Yeah. No, he's he definitely is a fighter. Yeah, there was just that question, you know, once Cooper Cup comes back, is he going to disappear and just be as like mid as the kids say? Like, no, yes. wait, wait, no, mid means bad. Mid right? is bad. Mid is Meh. bad. So not mid. It was, is he mid is in what mid Preem. actually means. Is he still going to be preem, right? Preem, is that it? Yeah, premium. Yeah. Preem, yeah. So premium means good. good. And mid, mid means is bad. bad. What's in the middle? No. The, uh, What's, so mid doesn't mean in the middle. No. There is no middle. There's no word. Wait, so a wide yeah. receiver What's three. What's yeah. meh? We have to meh. 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 That could be the middle. That could be meh. That meh. Like you start him, but yeah. he's not. Okay, but he wasn't that. He wasn't that. desperately so. trying to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, for, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, I will say this. Why Cooper did we Cup, get that sound? Cooper Cup only outscored Puka Nakua three times this year. Mm-hmm. So even once Cooper Cup came back, you gave all like the season long stats. Like it was still Puka Nakua is locked in. It feels like as Matthew Stafford's number one wide receiver on this team. Really excited to see what year two is going to look like for him as well. Also excited to see is Cooper Cup going to end up as our top one of our top 30 wide receivers. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how that's going to play out. Stefania, come back to you for your third pick. First pick of the third round because it's a snake mm-hmm. draft. Snake draft. Oh, yeah. It's getting me so too, in case you confused. remembered earlier in the so show. Confused. I still see an eagle out there. I know. I see a, uh, a couple of 49ers. Still. I see a, a bill that's a little been mate unknown. Yeah. He was asked if he's going to be back with the bills next year. He said he's, I know. he doesn't I'm know. I'm staying away from that. Don't don't love that one. Don't love um, Ray Ray McLeod. I still see her on my board. <laughs> I mean, Ray Ray Jawan. I don't know where to go with this. Um I wasn't ready. I forgot because we're not sitting. I feel like I'm in I know. grade school. Mm-hmm. We need to sit in I the agree. right order. I talked with Mike about this before the show. I was like, do you sit there? How is it we going to do this? How is this order going to go? I'm filibustering a little bit, Stefania. I know you are. So because I, I, I know. I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm that person. So what do you got in Puppy draft? Bowl this year? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm always in on the sheet. By the yarders. way, <laughs> I think that gives the 49ers an edge. They had a little visit with doggies oh, before my, Puppy Bowl. We're, we've reached uh, a point now where people are looking for anything. We're looking at the stars <laughs> and the full moons and the Chiefs are 19 and 1 when you there's... You don't believe in astrology? Uh, what no. sign are you? Don't tell Liz, but no. Don't, don't tell Liz. I don't Do you know. know. You don't know what you're signing? I don't know. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Taurus, and I can't believe you don't know what you oh, are. We're, clo- we're close then. I'm May 21st, I think. Oh, you're a Gemini. Oh, that's I'm on right. The cusp that's right. Ge- that's right. Oh, that's right. He knew so that. who's going to win? Now that we know that, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Like, see, Niners. it doesn't matter. Okay. One of the cool yeah. things about Tauruses is they're good at making uh, quick decisions. Four Tauruses? <laughs> Easy, yeah. fast, quick no, decisions. No, no. Okay. I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Ooh, okay. And wow, okay. I... I I just a little bit of an impulse buy here, Uh, but I liked what I saw this year. Mm -hmm. I like the rapport that was developing there. I, I'm not under the impression anything's going to change, even though there was a lot of chatter about how that might. And he was wide receiver six overall last season. Like Mm -hmm. he, I think he's one of those players that, Excuse us. I was Sorry, celebrating what? your pick. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. I Thanks, set off the, like the, the alarm. Pump up the, yeah, that was my alarm. Okay. That's going to happen every Monday <laughs> all year until the summer. So just get ready. That's for that. so good. <laughs> You've been warned. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I, I feel like not, it's not the sexy pick where you're like flash and, t- but remarkably productive mm-hmm. in a way, maybe because the Bears as a team didn't feel like they excelled that much, but his relationship with his quarterback was uh, undeniable. Mm-hmm. And he certainly produced and a lot of targets in the end zone, nine touchdowns for a team that didn't score that much. Yes, just super effective. Obviously, that one huge game, week uh, winning uh, massive was like 49 points, something like that. He was terrific. So uh, I like it. And uh, new regime coming in out here offensively. We're going to have a new scheme. Shane Waldron comes over from Seattle. Pete Carroll out. So he moved on from Seattle to Chicago. So that should add some juice to this offense as well. Hopefully we get 
a healthy Justin Fields or a rookie quarterback, which could change mm. kind of thing, how we feel about more if you have a rookie quarterback versus Fields. So that's something we'll keep an eye on, and that's going to determine where we rank him. It's going to be very fun to look at the top of this draft because not only are we going to have three rookie quarterbacks that will likely be starters mm. somewhere, we'll also have Justin Fields that may get moved to someone else as a part of the trade package. In order Just to not the Raiders. Just, He's not going to the Raiders. Luke Getze goes from Chicago. He was an OC Please that got fired, that. and he yes. went to the Raiders. It suggests Fields won't be going there, but could go somewhere else. You're right. What? Uh, how? How likely do we think that that is to happen? I think it's pretty likely. Uh, I think it's it. I, no, no, like inside source or something, but it's definitely on the table. I would say. I'm sure they're evaluating. I know Field feels strongly. He said last week that there's a good chance that happens. So certainly. And doing Adam Schefter's podcast today as well. One of the things that him and I talked about oh, was okay. the ability. You may pick that name. Up. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I asked him about this because that was one of the things. Like, do you think, do you get more draft capital with Justin Fields or do you think it's better to move the pick? And mm-hmm. it just feels like, it feels like Justin Fields might get moved yeah. more often than not. So I would not we'll be see. shocked. Yeah, we'll I see might, how that goes. I might come to regret my third pick. I don't know, DJ know. Moore, I'll tell you what, Stefania, regardless of what happens, DJ Moore, like, he's is a stud. He himself to he be quarterback proof, actually, if you yes. look at his moves thus far. If I might look at my third round pick, guys, I'm going to go AJ Brown here. I mm-hmm. realize the second half of the season, Mike, wasn't great. Everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. when you look at how this Eagles team started and A.J. Brown specifically, from weeks three to week nine, the dude was basically wide receiver one in the NFL. Sure was. He had eight games, eight or nine games over 15 fantasy points. I mean, he was one of those guys that first half of the season absolutely carried you with a number of 20 and 30 point games. I don't think things are going to change a whole lot other than the fact that hopefully the Eagles figure out how to play offense again, because I have no idea what happened the second half of the season. And well, speaking of coordinator I don't think we have changes, enough time to talk about it. Uh, Kellen Moore. There you go. Kellen Moore coming in to take over the Seagulls offense. We'll see how that goes. But I think it's funny you picked him at eight because eighth in points per game this past season, eighth in points per game two years ago, top eight in yards per route run all five NFL seasons, top eight in target share uh, in four straight seasons. So kind of that's his magic number, I guess. That's where this year. But hey, I like that. All right. I'm going AJ Brown. Where are you going with your pick? All right, I'm up. Do I have two here? You have two. We're all mixed up here. Okay, Uh, first one for me, I'm going to go Stephon Diggs. I don't know if he's going to end up in uh, Buffalo or elsewhere. Still under contract, right? He just signed a deal last year. Yeah, he did. But obviously, targets drifted off in the second half of the season uh, this year. Uh, His targets overall actually ended up compared to the year before. But catches were down, yards way down, touchdowns way down. Uh, He is in that age 30 range as well. So you wonder if there's still some drop off. But uh, he's still one of the better players in the NFL and, and has top five up. Side. So to get him at this point, uh, I'll take it. I'm not super concerned about the second half drop off, especially if he goes to a, a different offense and as a, a good quarterback, it's Absolutely. a possibility. Worst case scenario, he's back with the Bills and also uh, has a good quarterback. Yeah, Josh I don't want to say worst still. case, but I know that it's interesting that you just said that worst case scenario. Yeah, that should be. I shouldn't have said worst case because it's a good case to be in the Bills yes. offense. So yes. uh, poor choice of words. But uh, the fact is, if he ends up staying put, happy. If he goes elsewhere, he's still going to be. He's still going to have a heavy target. I thought you were implying that maybe it wasn't all sunshine and roses and it might be a problem. It might not be. It's hard to say. It's hard to get a read on what's going on there. But uh, it's been, I mean, that happened with Diggs in Minnesota as well. So it's hard to say what, what. It does concern me though. That's it. I mean, just, I don't, I don't want the guy on my team who dropped off at the end of the last season. You don't love that. Hey, I just drafted AJ Brown for what it's worth. So which is why I also (laughs) skipped over him. I mean, I just, I didn't have a good vibe. All right. Well, you got a second guy. This isn't a guy that's dropped off. This is a guy that has to find some good quarterback play and he's going to have to break out. This is great value because he was like wide receiver three coming into this year. What's that? How do you, do you know who, do you who he's picking? picking? Who do you think you're picking? I'm picking Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, of course. <laughs> you took him as the third wide receiver in our in our fantasy draft at the uh, Fantasy Marathon. Yeah, what, was he third? He was, uh, it took him at the third? turn, right? He was like the eighth pick well, overall. So anyway, I'm um, going Garrett Wilson here. I still think the guy is the real deal. The volume has been terrific. Great. Actually led all receivers in pass routes this past season. Uh, was sixth in targets uh, as a rookie. Was fourth this past year. Still had a bunch of big games this year, despite all the quarterback issues. Only three touchdowns for him. Uh, it's just, it's unru- it's unbelievable. Seven career touchdowns, and it's not his fault. The guy has had so much volume, and he makes plays. It's just been quarterback play. So, uh, by the way, check this out. I thought this was interesting. Since he's been drafted, he's fourth at receiver and targets. Okay. The other, the rest of the top ten, all superstars: Adams, Hill, Lamb, Diggs, Amonra, AJ Brown, Pittman, Jefferson, and Chase. Wow. Garrett Wilson is the only one of those group. Like he's averaging 12.6 fantasy points per game. All the other nine guys I listed averaging 18.7. I mean, that's not a Garrett Wilson problem. No, it, it's not. The guy is nope. a first round pick two years ago. The breakout's coming. 
Aaron Rodgers healthy next year. Helps it's, you uh, like that. It's Wilson's season. Yep. I, I'm it's totally coming. with you on yep. that. If he had fallen to me, that's who I was going to take here. There you go. Instead, I'm going to go the opposite direction and go with an old man. Uh, I know who you're taking. Maybe Devontae it. Adams. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. Yep. So I, I, thought I thought it was, was not. I thought it was no, I did not think okay. you were. I was hoping you were going to take Devontae Adams, but <laughs> no. I knew as an ageist that you would take Garrett Wilson. That's right. So. You get it. But I'll tell you what, Devontae Adams, 177 targets, was still second in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. I understand that Devontae did not look like the Devontae that we had seen the last couple of seasons. By the way, quarterback play was, can we say suspect? In, in Las Vegas? Yeah, they to need say to the address least. that. Yep. Yeah, so that's something that hopefully Antonio Pierce and this new coaching staff is going to address over the offseason. We'll figure out how that works. Whether or not Devontae Adams is still in Vegas or maybe he's somewhere else, not sure what that is going to look like. 103 catches, over 1,100 receiving yards, still eight touchdowns. I get that he's another year older, but Devontae Adams at this point is still so good as long as they're going to keep giving him the ball. There's no one that I can take over top of him. He's he's still a de facto superstar to me. Yeah, I think it's a, a safe, high floor play. His, his efficiency really dropped off this past year, and he is going into his age 31 season. Minor concern there, but I think where he lands in our ranks come you know the summer, be the quarterback who is the quarterback for the Raiders we don't know that right now yep all right Stefania you got yeah, two picks back to back to mm-hmm. that'll be something fun yeah Antonio Pierce has got a lot to be able to figure out there all right you got two picks Miss Bell so I'm gonna go with uh, somebody you do both of them I'm gonna do it <laughs> stop it uh this this young man mm-hmm. I was touting not coming into this season, but coming into last season because I had been down at training camp. Everybody was talking about him. Uh, it felt like he really had a lot of growth in the off season, but he just didn't have the quarterback play to make him break out as a star. And you know what changed wow. this year? It's weird to just throw Brock Purdy under the bus. <laughs> like that's <laughs> tough. Yeah. Well, didn't have the quarterback play. That's all right. And then CJ Stroud came along. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. I thought it was going to be a Niner. I was, I was ready for a Niner there. Listen, okay. I, Homer I still that don't know I which am. one this is going to be, though. Which one of these two wide receivers are you talking yeah. about? It's going to be Nico Collins. All right. I like Who it. I absolutely love. And I, if you've just, I've watched his growth as a wide receiver, but also, I mean, man, it, hard to argue with the quarterback who is just the volume Mm -hmm. of air yards in that offense every single game so the opportunities are there and he didn't even play every single game last year so nico collins coming into next season i i think the sky's the limit he was wide receiver 12 overall last season and that was with a rookie quarterback starting as a rookie now you think healthy cj stroud who by the way made an awesome play in the pro bowl did Mm -hmm. you see that Mm -hmm. touchdown pass incredible uh, who has is not coming in as a rookie anymore. So just think of the comfort level between these two yep. coming into next year, which means they start out of the gate. Uh, just terrific. And how I about this? It. Where do you think Nico Collins finished in snaps and routes? Same, so he finished in the same slot among receivers. Where do you think he finished? Top 10. 55th. What? He finished 55th, at wide receiver in snaps and routes, and he was... Wide receiver 12. Fifth. You know what that yeah. sounds like to me? Super, super efficient. Sounds productive. like there's an opportunity yeah. for. Yeah, That's, there is. That sounds like very similar to AJ Brown with yeah. the Tennessee Titans where like yeah. he, his numbers, his production was off the chart in spite of the fact that the volume wasn't there. Yeah, there's meat on the bone. And, yeah. and with CJ Stroud there, they're going to be throwing the ball plenty. Uh, and remember, they were trying. I mean, Robert Woods for a chunk of the season had like a 20% target share. Noah Brown had big games. Yes, they did. And Nico stays healthy and on the field. This the sky is right. massive. And they still have obviously Tank Dell was injured late in the yep. season, so they have they but have. That's multi- it, really. Yeah. I mean, you have Noah right. Brown, but like those are the two featured right. guys. That they were the, be the two, two featured, featured guys, guys yeah. and I think that and Nico to me is the clear number one. Um, is that when you say clear? Is that because of like you like the size, you like the body, you mm-hmm. like the, or do you think that there's something in the game? Because that's part of the. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a weird way to say that. So <laughs> no, let me no, rephrase. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But I no, I, I think so. And I, I just think that to me, that was who he was looking for as his number one. I like the idea of, of finding a six foot four wide receiver. Not that I don't like five foot eight Tank Dell as well. But like if I've got to pick one of these two guys, I like the guy that's a bigger target. That also, also just his route running has improved. If he, again, watching him over the last couple of years, I think he's he's starting. You know, we, we used to talk about how wide receiver. Now we're seeing them 
basically show up a little bit earlier than their rookie season. But mm-hmm. we used to say it would take, you know, a few years in the league before you'd really start to see the maturation of wide receiver. And I think that is the case with Nico Collins, but part of it was everything else around him. Mm-hmm. But I think he has really developed into this player that they wanted him to be. Look, with Stroud here and he's not going to scramble, I plenty of room for both. Yeah. Both guys. Yeah. They I could both be top 15. It could be like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Higgins, Tate, whatever you want to call it. Like there's room for two guys here. Right. Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. Stefania, anyway. you just closed out the chapter of the fourth round of the wide receiver draft as we continue to matriculate down our wide receiver draft fifth round. This is where we're going to call it. Once we get to the fifth round, we're going to get a little bit faster from here on out. Yep. So give me your number five wide receiver that you want to draft this year. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Okay. I mean, wow. here's the thing. Mike Evans, all he does is score touchdowns for Tampa Bay. And by the way, last year, I just can't tell you how many fantasy teams, you know, maybe I'm going to have hold over some bias from last year. Nobody wanted him. You guys remember this? Yeah. Nobody, everybody was like, yeah. what do we do with Mike Evans? We don't know what's going to happen with Tom Brady not being there. Well, everybody, the resounding uh, support for Baker Mayfield after the season he mm-hmm. put together oh, this man. year from the coaches, from the players, including Mike Evans, who was like, he belongs here. They've clearly established their own report. And Mike Evans proved to everyone that he still got it. And he's still the guy that Baker Mayfield, I believe, is going to look for in the end zone. And that's part of the appeal here. And, and that was his age 30 season. So we were talking about that before. He's proof that you can be 30, you know, yeah. and still have a really high played, end fantasy season. I think every single game or he had one where he had a hamstring issue. Um, and I yeah, can't remember I if think he, so. But, I think I, so. but he was there for every game. And look, he's not going to necessarily be the guy who stretches the field, but he will make the big catches. And again, it's the end zone. He is an unrestricted free agent. I That's am correct. assuming it would like, I want to see Mike Evans finish his career in Tampa. He's one of those guys where it's like, let's please bring him back. My guess would be he lands back there. I think yeah. they run it back. They'll bring yeah. back Baker and sign Evans to a two, three year deal, something like that, but it could change, right? He's one of the top, Absolutely. End, top free agent receivers. So I we'll think they, the fact that they exceeded the expectations everybody had for them, like here they end up in the oh, playoffs and everybody just thought they yeah. were, you know, won a game. Yeah. they were, yeah, it's not going to produce anything. And the fact that they were able to do that, like why change it when these guys are kind of at, you're kind of at a point where, okay, the things are running smoothly and there's no reason to disband it and start over at this yep. point with Baker, those wide receivers, even how shaky that running back room is, Mike, mm-hmm. it's surprising that the Buccaneers <laughs> were able to be so good this year. Not anymore. Not, no, Rashad White. That, was a, that was a, yeah, that was a throwback. Good in the, the second season. half of the season. Yes, he did. All right. I got my second pick. I'm going to do what Stefania I thought was going to do. This one hurts because it's Fields guy. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. Oh, okay. I don't know how I don't do Debo here because when I look at this situation, he is so unbelievably valuable in spite of the fact that I don't think he's going to be utilized like a runner. That was my big thing coming into the season, right? He's not going to get that usage like he did when he was used as a running back. Wait till the Super Bowl. And and maybe in the Super Bowl, (laughs) he will. But for the regular season, they got Christian McCaffrey here. They got Elijah Mitchell. He's used more as a a weapon around the line of scrimmage. And this year, he did the same thing. 16.2 fantasy points per game. He still played 15 games. Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why this goes down. I think this continues coming out of this year into next year. So I'm going to take a guy that I think is one of the best, if not maybe the best gadget player in the NFL. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I don't want to like just. He's just. We just know he's going to miss a game or two. I mean, he's never played a full season. That's the only thing. Otherwise, he's he's been terrific. Went out there. Yep. All right, Mike, you got one more for you to close out your top five. Twice or am I? No, it's twice. And then we'll pause. We're going to figure this out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take another 49ers receiver. I can't believe he's still on the board here. I'll gladly take Mr. Brandon Ayuk here. Uh, Do you know his targets were down this season by 10 from 2022? Targets were down. Catches were down. Touchdowns were down. But yards were way up for him this past season. Led receivers in yards per target. 12th and average depth of target which was a big change. They used him down the field more often. Uh, seventh in receiving yards. He's now been top 15 back-to-back years. I'm getting him right here at 15th. I'll take him. Yeah. You know what I found is that I'm more comfortable managing my fantasy rosters when I don't have my 49ers Whoa. on. Them. No, because, you know, if you're, if anybody's wondering why I'm not picking these guys, not because I don't have confidence. It's like, just, it's like bias. I don't know jinx. No, like, I don't want, you know, I the talked whole curse you, of Stefania Bell thing. I don't want to come I texted back. you at the beginning of the season and said, how crazy is it for me to say I'd rather have Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel like, coming into the season? You said it's not crazy at all. There's reasons why Debo could still be the guy, but I said, is it? it do you think if I make this decision, uh, uh, it's a crazy thing. 
And then we saw it this year, Debo Samuel, wide receiver 12 in fantasy points per game. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver 16. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. that Ayuk was that high wasn't even being drafted close to a top 20 wide receiver. But with Brock Purdy and he center, continues to get better. He's another one whose maturation as a wide receiver has oh, yeah. been incredible. Like if you followed his story closely from when he and Shanahan, like there was almost a divorce of those two at the yeah. 49ers. And he really took everything to heart and uh, worked on his craft. And he's always been a good route runner. But I just think his decision making is better. And some of the catches he made this year, if you watch the games, is ridiculously as I do. So good. All right. We are through five rounds. Let's take a quick look back at the top five picks that we have. Stefania, we're going to actually Mike, let's look at Mike's team first. So Mike, when we look at the top five wide receivers that you have drafted, we put them together here. You've got Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Garrett Wilson, and Brandon Ayuk. That's a pretty good top five. Yeah. I have a real team with those guys. That'd be cool. Know, can you Wouldn't imagine? that be great? If we yeah. only had three person fantasy leagues, okay, we'd next all be team. winners. We have enough time for like one minute per pick the rest of the way. For so. the rest of the way. All right. Yep. Look at Stefania's. T- all right. We'll look at my team. I'll okay. save that. Let's we'll go. go to my team next. I remember being that I got to draft Justin Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Brown. I loved that. Yeah. With AJ Brown, a little bit older with Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel. A couple of question marks maybe towards the second half of my top five, but I like all of those guys there. And Stefania, when we look at your roster, obviously you have a bunch of really good players in part because you got to draft first, which means you got CeeDee Lamb, which is great, and Puka Nakua, plus DJ Moore, Nico Collins, and Mike Evans, who just continues to produce year after year after year after year. All good players. All right. I want to put out a poll. If you are watching on YouTube or if you are listening right now as a podcast, go check it out at Fantasy Focus on the Twitter or at our uh, ESPN slash NFL. YouTube.com slash ESPN NFL. Go vote to tell us who has the strongest team through the top five so far. Mike Clay, let's keep this moving. Let's We're going to go much faster the second half. All right. I like anyone named Michael Jr. Like myself. So I will go Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman Jr. Oh, in this one. Now we're sniping. Rats. Now we're yeah, sniping. He uh, definitely exceeded expectations this year. Of course, there was no Anthony Richardson for most of the year, uh, but that should just make the offense better as Richardson goes into his second year in uh, the league. I'd like to see more touchdowns from Pittman, only four, but the volume, the talent is all there like Michael Pittman. All right. Coming back to me then, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. I got two guys I got my eye on. Mm-hmm. One of them is Chris Olave. The other one is the guy I'm going to take, and that's Rasheed Rice. All right, fun. The Ooh. way that he, he ended the second half of the year, we were talking about who's going to come on, who's going to be the guy. Obviously, we looked at that huge target share. Mm-hmm. I know recently we've talked about how Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs have kind of reconnected. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice hasn't just disappeared, though. He's still been a big part of that offense. I think sure he's going has. to continue to be a big part of that offense going into next year. So based on what he did, it's reminiscent to me, not exactly the same, but you get that second half rookie surge that we're looking for, right? Guy that is able to show you that he's got some more stuff that you'll be able to see in that second year. Amon Ross St. Brown did it as a rookie and we, uh, Christian Watson did it as a rookie as well. So I'm looking at Rasheed Rice, I think is my number six wide receiver. I love that. Sort of forgot about him because it took so long for Kansas City to you know, I give know. him the targets that he deserved. We were asking for. I'm going to go with the guy you said, Chris Olave, and the guy you were going to take. Well, Chris Olave is going to be the great. guy that I'm going to take. Yep, I've I've been a Chris Olave fan for years. I just I felt like the Saints offense just never felt in sync this year, mm. and I just don't think that happens two years in a row. I at least I hope not. And you know, his new play caller is going to be. Clint Kubiak oh, after the right. Super Bowl will be that's right. taking over his OC, replacing Pete Carmichael. So there you go. A lot of ers connection. Okay. 12th in targets well, this no year. No wonder. I must have felt that you knew vibe. It. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stefan, you got another pick? How did that happen so fast? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to make Mike happy and uh, take an eagle here because right. I do love Devontae Smith. Right. And I think, uh, look, in that offense, and when A.J. Brown was not available, Devontae Smith sure stepped up. And I've always liked him as a receiver. Again, in a productive offense, you can't go wrong with one of the top two receivers. I'm totally with you on that one. 100% agree. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go this direction. I don't want to, I'm going to draft another old guy. I don't really, I want to take a young guy, but I oh, want to. Okay. I, know who you're I think taking. I know you're taking it. Yep. So I'm going to go with one Keenan Allen. Okay. I'm going to go with I Keenan Allen. Oh, the number three scoring receiver this year. Yeah, Ooh, I know. Tough like one. you're going so out <laughs> yeah. on a limb. I well, get- there are some changes for Keenan Allen. He's like 45 next year. What is he going to be? Yeah, like but has, has, yeah, age yeah. hasn't slowed him down other than he had, you couple know, injuries. he has had a couple injuries, but 
Still going to have Justin Herbert, but there are a couple things that are changing. Obviously, offensive coordinator is gone. He was only there for one year. When you're mm-hmm. talking about, uh, why am I blanking on my former quarterback's name? Kellen Moore mm-hmm. uh, is no longer there. And obviously, Jim Harbaugh coming in. So we'll see how that offense is going to be impacted by whatever Jim Harbaugh does. Jim Harbaugh does. bringing Greg Roman back. Yeah. I mean, they're going to revisit their old 49er days, mm-hmm. right? So now I think you're looking at that offense is going to change. And I think... Uh, Look, we'll someone like Keenan Allen definitely has a role in that style of, of offense course. for yep. sure. So a little bit older, but I like him as well, especially he just keeps producing. He's one of those guys. So I'm going to go with Keenan Allen for my seventh pick. Mike, who are you going with your seventh pick? All right. Uh, next for me, I'm going to go to DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf here. Why not? Um, you know, his production has been kind of down. He hasn't had the season ending finishes that were, you know, that we saw earlier when he had his breakout and was the number 10 score a few years ago. He's finished 23rd, 25th, 22nd the last three years. I'm picking him at 21 here. Uh, look, since he's been drafted, he has 88 end zone targets. That's 18 more than any other player in the NFL. The goal line work is just unmatched for Metcalf. So I'm going to chase that for the number one receiver here in Seattle. And offense, again, that could change a little bit. Waldron's out. Of course, you bring in Mike McDonald, defensive minded there into Seattle. Uh, so we'll see, you know, who ends up calling the plays there for Seattle. targets did you see? 88. Wow. Since he's been around 18 more. Next closest is 70. So how many did he have this? Did he lead the NFL this year as well? Uh, this or was that year just last he year? had, uh, he was top 10. I don't know. I don't have the number in front of me, but he was top 10 again in end zone targets. So okay. every year of his career, he's been, that's just, unbelievable yeah, money in the bank in that department. Um, all right. When you look at top for what it's By worth, way, Calvin just, Ridley led the league in. End he sure zone did. Targets. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. I have that note at the end of my notes here. Cause DK he's Metcalf, yeah. 16 wide receiver four yep. for what it's worth. Okay. All right, so my up next here. Yes. Yeah, so you have another right, one. I'm going to go uh, with it's, it's interesting. Devonte Smith goes ahead of, Jalen Waddle, because I've tweeted a comparison of them to through their first three yes. seasons on Twitter, and it got a lot of people talking. Both went to um, Alabama, but what else? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people were <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> were uh, like Waddle's clearly the better fantasy asset, so it's just kind of funny that Smith went ahead of him. I think it's debatable. So is it clearly? I think he no, may be the better so. fantasy asset. I don't but think not so. Clearly. I think you could. I, essentially, the they're, they're the story very is very different roles, though, in their offense. They've I kind think. of they've kind of come together a little bit over the last couple of years. But their stats, their, including the playoffs, their first three years are almost exactly the same in catches, uh, yards, and touchdowns, which, which is, is interesting incredible. because they don't look at all the same when no. you watch them play on the field. They're yeah. two very different styles. Yeah, so it's interesting. But of course, those stats are almost identical with Smith having played six more games and pl- have pl- having played a thousand more snaps. Than Waddle, so it's kind of interesting how how that's worked out. But uh, they've both been very uh, productive. Just a safe floor for Waddle. Very early career Jarvis Landry like production from him so far. Very Ooh. similar, actually compared those two. Okay, a thousand plus yards all three seasons. Doesn't have a lot of touchdowns or goal line work, but he just has that solid, consistent floor. So I'll gladly take Waddle here as uh, what twenty second off the board. That's not the guy that I would have thought you would have compared Jalen Waddle to was Juice Landry. I mean, it's just the you compare the the stats, the way the it first works. three seasons, yeah, the absolutely. way they're utilized. It just uh, it's working out. Yeah. All right, it's very similar. I have Same drafted team. enough old guys, so I'm going to go a different direction is it here. Your turn? I think so. Yeah. Right, coming back from Mike. I I'm don't gonna, know. You're probably yeah, coming right. back I'm go with I just... my guy Tank Dell. All right, the other, the other. Uh, wide receiver there in Houston. I love him, by the way. Dude, he's so love he him. was so good. Fifteen and fantasy points per game as a rookie. Came out of nowhere. To be honest, looked fantastic. I am all in on what Tank can potentially be. Second year in this offense with C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. and the Texans just taking another step. Very excited to see what he's going to look like. But obviously, you saw the big playability. You saw mm-hmm. what it is that he can do on the field. I don't have to tell you guys those things. Like that's there is a big part of figuring out. I think this year is going to be the Tank Dell or Nico Collins. How are you going to do it, Mike? You had said he throws the ball enough. Yeah. There should be enough room for both of these wide receivers. He to might eat be a top offense. five, top three quarterback in the league. I mean, you would expect Stroud to be a little better in his second season, right? Because and if that. that's the case, yep. you know, look out to see. And, and by the way, eight games, he played most of the snaps. He was wide receiver eight in fantasy points was tank. Dell. He was terrific. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Unreal. All right. Stefania Dell is off the board. Which direction are you going to go? I'm going to go with Jaden Reed. I don't have him on my sheet. That's the first one. I did have him on my sheet. I wanted him. And what does that mean? You don't have him on your sheet. Like you didn't. He's not my. He's just outside my top thirty. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I'm going with the upside. I had him at twenty nine. Did you? I I did have him top thirty for what it's worth. Well, and I, you know, this is the part of the draft where you start worrying that other people are going to snipe your players, right? So, uh, Jaden Reed, I just love what I saw from Green Bay as the season progressed. Mm -hmm. Like they started really clicking. You're like, whoa, this could be a potent offense. We've got 
star wide receivers in the making, but I really felt like Jaden Reed stood out to me of all, you know, Christian Watson, elite talent, but the injury have mm-hmm. just kept him off the field and, yeah. and the inconsistency there. Jaden Reed to me stepped up when it mattered. And, uh, look, um, thank goodness that, uh, it looks wa- good. the lions persevered. Right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jaden Reed looks like he looks very much looks like the real deal. Excited to see what he's going to look like next year, in part because Jordan Love looks like the real deal. He looked a lot better second half of the season. It looked a lot more consistent. So excited to see what those Packers wide receivers are going to look like. Stefania, you have a second pick here. Yep. So I'm going to go with Jordan Addison. Oh, so the Vikings. I like it. Hope for the best uh, with the quarterback situation. Just don't know exactly what that's going to be. But again, uh, we saw from Jordan Addison what we were hoping to see. I think there was a lot of optimism about what his potential could be. Yep. And then we saw him deliver, and he had an opportunity to do that more because of the injury to Justin Jefferson. Concern with both of the guys you pick is that they were both way over their head in the touchdown department, and we saw a fall off in the target department. Down He's just going to use that R no, word. It's going to come. They both had double digits but in, in touchdowns this season, but uh, a lot of mouths to feed, and Addison's target share really dropped off when Jefferson was there. He disappeared for a big stretch even when Jefferson was out. And actually, Reed fell off in late in the season as well. Okay. So I'm not listening. I'm getting, blah, this is where we start blah. picking them apart. So, but again, I, I no no major issues in this in this area. But uh, you know that that's where I'd get picky. Yeah, these guys, guys have more things to be able to nitpick than the top five guys course, that we yeah. talked about, right? Mm-hmm. All right, the guy so I'm going to go with. You get oh, it's me. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. She wanted to just she was just ready to trash my pick. Yes, like, tell just, me what you want, Mike. I'll take Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Terrible. How it's are awful. those Eagles doing, Mike? <laughs> we already picked two of them, so we're doing good. Uh, I'm going to go with another old man. Guys, Amari Cooper. Yeah, How like has Amari it. Cooper not uh, been drafted yet? Well, I'll tell you why. I don't love his quarterback situation. Well, the, what I, happened to Deshaun Watson this, this year? He played poorly and got hurt. And what kind of surgery did he have? Uh... The Sclateral AutoZone. I'm not the guy to ask that question to. He had a repair of a glenoid fracture. That's not real. Big deal. And it's not that I don't think he can come back. It's that I'm going to need to see it and see him throwing and see him being the same before. That was my concern. Just letting the people know so they don't think I just blazed over Amari Cooper, who I thought had a fantastic season. And obviously when the two of them were playing together, he was great. And then, Obviously, with Joe Flacco, with Joe Flacco, he was he was also and great, obviously but, the year before that with Jacoby Brissett, he was fantastic. But I don't know what's happening in Cleveland, and I I just I worry if we get. I mean, Deshaun Watson when he was hurt before he had he had that one great game before he got hurt the first time. And then he was never really the mm-hmm. same. And then he was done. I, and if, I, if yeah. there's that adjustment period, I worry about it. its impact on. I will say Cooper. this: Cooper in five full games with uh, with Watson, seventeen point six fantasy points per game, about four points more than when he was out. So if Watson is healthy and out there, they had a good connection there. But yeah, I don't think people realize that. And it's even when good. if he's not healthy and out there, it's not like Amari Cooper all of a sudden becomes a scrub. He's still a very no, good wide receiver. Twenty six, exactly. Yeah. That's Nobody the point. Nobody called so. him a scrub. All right, I let's uh, wrap right, this up Stephane. quick here. Right? All right, so tenth round. Two. Yep, let's All do right, it, Mike. I'm going to oh. go 27. I'm going to take Zay Flowers. That's why I was going to uh, do that. You know, I, obviously a boneheaded drive there in the playoffs hurt their season, but otherwise was terrific in that game and really got better as the season uh, went on this past year. So I like him uh, a lot. And then uh, my last pick here, this will be my final pick. I'll do it. I'll go with the old guy here, Cooper Cup. I wondered if it was going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to go Cooper Cup here. I still, you know, in, in what was a kind of a comeback to earth season, a down season from what he's done in years past, 8.2 targets per game. I know it was down. He's 31, but he's going to be a, a short range slot guy. You've still have Matthew Stafford under center. Puka can be the one. Cup could be the two, and he could still deliver as a wide receiver three. So happy to get him here. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I, I feel like he's still worth a top 30 pick given yeah, all the things that I think have so. happened. So I, I like where you're at. Uh, all right, so that's your ninth pick, right? Or was that your tenth one? I think that's it, right? We have that was pick twenty eight. If I'm 28. not mistaken, so we got two more. All right, so, it's, so then I've got here. Um, Wait, I got one more, and then you got one. Oh, okay. I, I, Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I'm pretty sure. No math. I'm pretty sure. Is that a I'm, I'm marking them down. So we're at 28. That <laughs> yeah. means 30 minus 28 is two. That's two picks left. So you pick. Did you, want, did picks. you pick two? In did a you row already? Row? Yeah, I picked two in a row. Oh, uh, yeah. Zay Flowers, Zay Cooper, Flowers Cup. and Cooper Cup. Cup. That's why you were so speedy. Is Adam Thielen still on the board? Sure is. All right. I'm probably going to go with Chris Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
This is the spot, if I'm going to be honest, this is the spot where, like, right now when I look at this situation, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be somewhere in one of these last couple yes, of spots. I was just thinking about but that. But I don't want to pick him without knowing a team. That's kind of why I asked you before yeah, we started fine. the show yeah. where we're at. So this I'm going to go with Chris Godwin because, in part, these Bucks looked a lot better. We talked about it with Mike Evans. I think Baker Mayfield looked really good. I think Chris Godwin's going to be another season where he comes back, continues to do Chris Godwin things. Only 12.3 fantasy points per game. Didn't love that, mm-hmm. right? Didn't score any touchdowns, which is why. 83 catches for 1,024 yards, only two touchdowns. So if that gets fixed at all, we're going to see a much better season mm-hmm. from Chris Godwin next year. I like him. Again, wide receiver 30. I think you can do worse. Mm-hmm. Stefania. All right, Stefania. Last pick. I don't want to say Mr. Irrelevant in order to tie it all together to your quarterback, but. So I was thinking about George Pickens, and then I remembered mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, who their new <laughs> who play their caller new, is. Who their new play caller is. Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. So how about the guy that's will benefit from Arthur Smith leaving? Then I thought, what about the guy who will benefit from Arthur Smith leaving? My next pick. That would be Drake London. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm going with my final pick is Drake London. And God bless the Atlanta Falcons. And let's hope we get a lot more offensive production out of the entire squad this year. A little bit jokes aside, but like it can only go up. Right for Drake London and oh, yeah. Kyle Pitts, like it's mm. obviously it could go down, but like it really and can't. Bichon. Like everybody, yeah, it should get better for everyone in that offense. Zach Robinson, PFF background by the way, former NFL quarterback. He's been with Sean McVay and the Rams for the last five or so years. Uh, and how about what did they do this year? Right, Kyron Williams, outstanding in fantasy. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua were outstanding. Yep. I mean, there's definitely room for a lot uh, a change in this offense, they will not be nearly as run heavy as they uh, yeah. were the past couple of years. All right, let's take a look back at Stefania's full lineup. All 10 wide receivers that Stefania drafted, again, starting at number one. CeeDee Lamb, Puka Nakua, DJ Moore, Nico Collins, Mike Evans were the top five. At six, Chris Olave. Seven, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Eight is Jaden Reed. I really liked that pick. Jordan Addison at nine and Drake London Can at ten. Can you imagine if you could really draft ten wide receivers like that on a real season? Yeah, right? That would be so great. Mike, what Winner. are your thoughts when you look at this team? You're like the guy that does the projections, all the grades. rankings. Yeah, I'm what waiting. do you think about yeah, stuff? It, I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything negative about any of these three drafts because we picked 30 of the top <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, look at the right-hand column. Olave, Smith, I, I mean, London, they could all be top be ten honest. scorers next next year. So it's, it's awesome that that right column is so exciting because it's uh, just loaded with young talent. All, all three are in what, the first three years, Olave, Smith, Reed, Addison, and London. The, what could be column is that second column That's of fun. like how yeah. good they could be. Yeah. All right. Take a look at my roster. The top 10 wide receivers that I drafted starting Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, AJ Brown, Devonte Adams, and then Debo Samuel were my top five, six through 10 were Rasheed Rice, Keenan Allen, Tank Dell, Amari Cooper, and Chris Godwin. I went old and young. Mm-hmm. Mike, I tried to balance a little bit of the youth. I can't believe you didn't take Leaf Raymond or Josh Reynolds. Oh. Like if you- <laughs> Donovan oh. Peoples-Jones. <laughs> Jamison Williams, maybe? I don't. can't do Josh Reynolds right now. That'll be a fun late-round flyer. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about this? Anything stand out about my draft? Uh, D minus. No, it's great. It's great. That's the same I'll give thing, Stephanie right? an A plus, you get an A. Oh, I'll take I'll an like a. It. It's fine. Right, and we'll look at Mike's roster. His top 10 wide receivers. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I like Jamar it. Chase. At the top. Stephon Diggs. Got, I mean, Hill and Chase. Dang. That's a great, those those top four are really great. Everyone looks really good. Top five. Six through ten, <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr., DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, Zay Flowers, and then breaking the mold, going with old man Cooper Cup. Uh, old man. Old geezer, 31 That's years right. old. Everyone has a, you know what, every once in a while, something's going to break the model, right? That was you breaking the Mike Clay model, going with you Cooper know what Cup. I, right I, I want to say one thing about Cooper Cup. Because he's the guy. Yeah, yeah, 30, I'll I take it. I want to say one thing about it. So coming into this year, Cooper Cup, you know, we heard about the hamstring. I thought, given his work ethic, how he's recovered from injuries in the past, the fact that even the Rams came out and said this wasn't really so much of a new hamstring injury, but, you know, some old scar tissue stuff he was dealing with and yep. some apprehension around the injury. I'm going to make a bet that this year everybody's going to be all scared off of Cooper Cup because Ooh. of what happened. Hope so. And that he is going to because of the guy that he is. Yeah. Not happy with how the season started out and mm-hmm. how that went. And I think we're going to see a different Cooper Cup coming into training camp. He's going to be a different guy coming into the season. And I think uh, you're going to get a great value in your fantasy Oof. draft. All right. That would be nice. That's my I'm prediction here for it. on Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup will speaking be 31 this year for what it's worth. But speaking of predictions, let's talk about the Super Bowl. I'm going to start with Mike Clay because I think I know where Stefania's going to go. Mike, yeah. 
How do you pick this Super Bowl? I have, I have my box score projection out there, the early version. I'll update it later this week if All need right. be. My projection right now is Chiefs 23, okay. 49ers 25. <gasps> Taking the Niners. <sighs> to, and again, this feels just like the Bucks a few Gosh. years ago. I felt sick to my stomach picking the Bucks that year over the Chiefs because it just all the mo- the mo- destroying my microphone. <laughs> all the momentum was with the Chiefs. Everyone was mm-hmm. the Chiefs. You had to take Mahomes. You had to take the Chiefs. But the night or the Bucks were the better team, and they won that game. I feel the same way. I just think the Niners are better. Oh wow. God, that makes me. I don't know if I feel better or worse after that because now I'm what? so nervous. No, I love your pick, but like, I'm nervous. I'm like, yeah, you're sick to your stomach. I am going to be sick to my stomach. Getting on a plane, heading to Vegas tomorrow. I'm not going to be the. I'm not going to feel right all week until this game happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked the Niners over the Chiefs. I think that surprises no one. But I actually tried to think in my mind of how this game would go. I told you how I wanted to go. I can't. I actually can't remember the score. I I put in when I put in my ESPN prediction, but I believe. To I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I also had this feeling that Jake Moody is going to have a couple clutch kicks. I just feel it. So I went with 27-21, I believe. Okay. Wow. I also took the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Chiefs. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it's a – listen, this 49ers team looks as good as I think I've seen all year. Outside of maybe the Baltimore Ravens, they who also looked fantastic, but – the 49ers are the team that's left standing. I think they are the best team I mean, in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah, look, the Chiefs got crushed by the Raiders. Like that kind of stuff happens. Every I just need team the, got crushed by the Ravens yeah. for what? No, the Raiders, oh, the Raiders, Raiders, the Raiders. Raiders. So it happens. You yes. have them down games. And that was against the Raiders for the Chiefs. But uh, yeah, I mean, just again, as long as Purdy doesn't make mistakes, I think they can win yep. this game. They just have a they're stacked team. They're, they're, they're they really all three defense, offense, special teams. Yeah. They could dominate in all three. Everybody plays the way they're supposed yeah. to. I'm taking the 49ers 34-24 over Ooh, the Chiefs. Got some offense. All right, some cool. points, guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm literally getting chills. I'm so nervous. Uh, it's not because so the excited. air conditioning kicked on. Although no. the AC did just kick in here, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's always fun. We will be back next Monday, not only to recap the Super Bowl, but I'm sure to talk about another uh, another positional group. We'll probably. figure it out. We'll We're going to talk tight ends, talk maybe. Maybe I won't we'll talk be here some quarterbacks. Next Stefania hopefully is celebrating. (laughs) We love you guys. Make sure you have fun. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties. Don't forget to be kind to each other. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. She's got a smile that'll melt your heart. She's always there to lend a helping hand Her fantasy knowledge is just the start Her skills are highly in demand She's our Bay Area lady Out there hustling for us With advice that we really trust She's your favorite gal She's Stefania Bell